0: Hello, and welcome back to another edition of I Am the Woman Caught in Adultery. If you're enjoying the podcast, I Am the Woman Caught in Adultery, make sure you take time to share the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and scroll down and leave a message or a question. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for your support. God put your spirit on this thing. Hello, friend. Back to talk again. I love it when God has his way. Even as I was doing a prior podcast and made mention of a setup. It's nothing but a, a setback. It's nothing but a setup for a comeback. That thing just stayed in my spirit. And how God even took me to one that was set up <laughs> for a comeback by being set back. And I'm sure that everybody has heard the story of Job. But not like you're going to hear it this time. Because we find that Job was an upright man. And he was so upright and wanted to make sure that he protected and covered his family with, with God. To the point that even when his children got together to eat, the Bible said that Job would even make sacrifices for his children just in case. When they got a little bit too much wine in them, they cursed God that he would repent for them. And it came a time when the sons of God were coming to present themselves to God. And guess what? Up popped the devil. But one thing God always got something for him to do. (laughs) So he asked him, have you considered or have you thought about my servant Job? In other words, God was testifying about Job because even though Job had never seen him, he was only going like us, by what he's heard, by what he's read, by what he's seen happen in life, and believing God, that was enough for him. So when the devil came and he asked him, "What if you? Where are you coming from? What you doing?" And the devil said, "Well, I'm up and down, back and forth, and to and fro." Looking for somebody to devour. But one thing God knows us. And when he testifies about us. He already knows what we're capable of. We just have to know it. So a setback ain't nothing but a setup. For a comeback. And how. Even after that conversation. The devil began to afflict Joby took away all of his goods and and in the first verse it was like fast as one servant would come and tell him that something had been taken another one was right behind him and can you imagine and I know I have experienced times where it seemed like things just happened back to back to back to the point where and I've learned not to even say this anymore I've even said what else can happen But I learned, you know, you don't never ask the question unless you want to answer. So that question, I don't even ask. Because I'm learning that a setback ain't nothing but a setup for him to make me come back. You know how even after Job had lost everything, Job still remained faithful to God. He still held on to his integrity. So the next time that the sons came to present themselves... Here come the devil again. <laughs> up and down to and fro. To and fro. Looking for who he can eat up. And God asked him again, have you considered my servant Job? And he said, yeah. Man, I done took all this stuff. And ain't nobody going to say nothing when they losing his stuff. But you let me touch his body. When they feel like they about to die, that's when when it get too bad. He'll curse you. He'll curse you. But I thank God that God knows us better than we know ourselves. That he does. Because he said, okay. You can touch his body, but don't touch his soul. Don't touch his life. But the body, you can touch that. Because he already knew he was the healing for the nation. So no matter what happened, he could heal it. So the devil went on about to afflict Job a little bit more and this time he, the Bible said that he had boils or open sores from the foot of his the sole of his feet to the crown of his head and how he was sitting out there in a heap of ashes and had got a piece of the broken pot the, the pot should the, the, to scrape the skin and more than likely because it was boils it itch and just feeling like I, I got to do something to give myself comfort. I've lost everything that I have. And now these boils afflict me. And the first thing that happens while he's sitting out there, his wife asking, you ain't cursed God yet. You just going to sit there and just, you don't lost everything. You, the children dead. The, all of the, the flock is dead. Everything is gone. We've lost everything. And now you, you jacked up. And the only thing you can do is sit there in a pile of ashes and scrape yourself. Scrape yourself, fool. But I'm so glad that Job told her, you speak like a foolish woman. Because in everything that he lost, he never lost his integrity. He never cursed God, even when his body was touched. And after he sent his wife away, here come his three friends. It seems like <laughs> when everything is going bad, you got those friends that love to come by and call themselves coming through to cheer you up. I'm just coming to lift up your spirits when really they just want to find out what's going on. Why is this happening to you? Good God, Lord have mercy. I ain't seen nothing happen like this. Gracious, since Grandpa Lou lost... The lucky rabbit's foot. What's wrong? And the Bible said that his friends, Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar, came to visit with him. And when they were far off and saw him, they couldn't even believe how bad he looked. The Bible said that they tore their clothes and took the dust and began to throw it on their head. Now, you know... (laughs) It's got to be a bad, bad situation <laughs> when your friends look at you and say, God, that, but that Lord, he looks so bad. I, they didn't even want to come to him like they were because seeing him, he had done tore his clothes, sitting in the ash heap, done put ashes all over his body because surely the ashes help to dry out the boils and then they itching and he's sitting there scratching with a piece of the pot and I'm they thinking, Lord, we got here just in time. Oh, God, he about to kill, Lord, he about to kill himself. Jesus, oh, God, he got the piece of the pottery and about to cut his wrist. Sometimes people come and when you in the midst of a situation don't help at all, but it's just... The setback ain't nothing but a setup for the comeback. So, they play into the picture too. And how these friends begin to sit there. And the Bible said for seven days, nobody said anything. Everybody covered with dust. Job sitting there scratching with the piece of the pottery. And nobody saying anything for seven days. And then, Eliphaz, well, each one of them took their turn, giving their discourse. And in other words, what they were saying was, we know you done sin, your life showing you done sin, you might as well come clean us, tell us what you did, so we can run and tell everybody, I mean so we can pray about it and ask God to forgive you and then run and tell everybody else I mean so we can fast and ask God to deliver you and then run and go to yeah cause they are gonna run and tell everybody else so if it meant sitting for seven days to wait for us to get the opportunity to ask you what did you do to make this happen to you sometimes God is just testifying about you. It's not that something is just being thrown on us because we gotta be struggling. Sometimes God knows us better than we know ourselves and he knows what we're capable of and he even said he wouldn't put no more on us than we were able to bear. And even after these three older men had their chance to try to bring out the fact that Job, we know you're saying, Job still held to his in- integrity. He still held fast to the fact that God was righteous and holy, He he began to hate the day and judge the day that he was born and wished that his mother's legs had locked up and that the midwife didn't come on time. He began to regret that he was even born. sometimes things happen and make you feel like that and and it's a sin that we do because even after Elihu began to admonish the three older ones because he's like look I waited for y'all because I'm thinking y'all are are older so y'all got some wisdom and the only thing y'all could say is that God did this and you see that Job is a righteous man now Elihu kind of was backing up Job but on the low, trying to throw jugs at the same time. You got that friend that would tell you, you know, you the bomb, but you could do such and such better. That's Elihu. And that's how he began to break it down. But after all of them had their chance to talk, the Lord came in the world when they began to speak to Job and answer him concerning the little jugs that he had because Job not even realizing he was just being testified about. And in the root of the prefix of testify and testimony is test. In order to testify and in order to have a testimony, you have to go through a test. But it ain't nothing but a, a setback, ain't nothing but a setup for a comeback. Because when God began to speak to him and even though the only thing that he did was wish that the day that he was born was had been null and void, that it was never made the night that he was conceived, because he wished the fact that he wasn't there. Then, if he wasn't there, God wouldn't have been able to testify about him. He, God, began to ask him, "Who are you?" Now, you know I'm paraphrasing, so please don't say that she said the. She said, the Bible said, who the hell are you? No, I didn't. But the Lord began to ask Job in the whirlwind, who are you, where were you when I laid the foundations of the world? Where were you when I created everything? Where were you when I did anything? And where were you when I created you? Had it not been for me, there would be no you and that's when God began to run down and remind Job who he was and what he was and what his capabilities were and to let him know know your place and know your road, Jabroni stay in your lane because I'm testifying about you I'm learning too because there's been times that i felt just like, Joe, God, I wish I wasn't born. Never wanting to kill myself because I love me some me. Not in a, in a bad way, but I love me. And I love the fact that he loves me. And because he loves me, I couldn't see taking my life. Something that he gave me that was so precious. Because a setback ain't nothing but a setup for a comeback. If I make it, when I make it through this setback, it's just like an alley-oop. Set me up for the dunk. Come on back. Bring it on back. And that's exactly what happened. Because after the Lord finished admonishing and reprimanding Job, he looked at Eliphaz and his two friends and let them know, I'm very upset with y'all. In fact, my wrath is kindled against y'all. And what you need to do is go get this sacrifice and bring it back. And ask Job to pray for you because if he doesn't pray for you, then I'm going to have to deal with you according to your foolishness. Now, ain't that something? The ones that pretend to be your friends is really your enemy. God will make them go get the sacrifice, and you have to pray the, the wrath off of them. <laughs> That's because a setback ain't nothing but a setup for a comeback. The very ones that came to drag my name through the mud, the very ones that came to hear my story so that they could run and tell the embellished version, the part they done dressed up. And yeah, child, she said that if the bills was getting lacking. Lord, she about to lose the house. I don't understand why it is that people love to hear when you're going through. When you going through, everybody calling, everybody coming by. But you let God bless you. I don't know who she thinks she is. She just thinks she's something. Always good. You got something new. Doing this. Who does she... <laughs> That's because a setback ain't nothing but a setup for a comeback. And when he brings me back, he always brings me back better than I was Before look at Job. When Job came back, he gave him double of everything that he lost. He even gave him back his seven sons and the Bible said that he gave him three daughters that were more beautiful than any of the women in the land, so much so that he left his daughters in inheritance. And his daughters were named Jemima and her name meant dove. Keziah meant the beautiful casia tree. And Karen Hapak, the horn or the beauty of a child, the child of beauty. Now, you know that you're beautiful when you're named the child of beauty. So when I go through a setback, I'm not going to let that set me off because it's just a setback. And being like the water, if I just flow, that setback, it ain't nothing but a setup for an amazing comeback. He's all about that because he even told said that Job's latter days were better than his first. So that comeback be the bomb, baby.